0: January 25th, 2011, it's a Watt from Pedro show. for Pedro Show, uh, January 25th, 2011, uh, not actually from Pedro, but from uh, right by the harbor here in Sydney, Australia, New, New South Wales? Yes. I think that's the name of the state here. Uh, I think we're uh, 19 hours ahead of San Pedro time. Yes. Uh, the voice you hear is my guest for today's show, Mr. Steve McKay from Pacifica, California.
1: Hey Mike, hi everybody.
0: Yeah, and we started the show off with a choice of Brother Steve, Mr. John Cotrain doing India live, and then we followed it up with the first tune from his most recent album, the title tune you want to tell them?
1: sometimes like this i talk so in the name of the track sometimes like this i talk right so
0: it's what we would call a, the title a, track right? yeah the title Maybe track you already said that uh, so uh explain about well first about the the tune itself the the composition
1: uh it's this is kind of like the like reminiscent of uh my last album which was a lot of improv and not particularly a lot of structure and uh in between the the rest of, of this album is is uh, actual compositions and some vocals and regular kinds of songs and uh my uh buddy scott and uh, jonathan decided uh, to put some kind of segues in between some of the songs that are reminiscent of the, of the uh, the old Radon kind of a sound, and yeah. so this and, is
0: what, what uh, the name of the former album?
1: Uh, Michigan and Dark Tourists. You've you played that one? Yes, sir. Right, but uh, maybe the listeners, yeah, their memories are fresh. And when
0: that came out?
1: Boy, uh, two thousand and six, maybe. Okay, so
0: four or five years ago. Yeah.
1: Okay, and. Uh, the recording. This particular one here was recorded at Seizure's Palace in Brooklyn uh, as part of the tracks for the forthcoming Machine Gun album by uh, United Scum Sound Clash, and I'm playing on that one too, so this is one of the outtakes from that. Okay, how long ago? And that was uh, April 2006. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it's Jason Lafarge's studio over there, Seizure's Caesar, Palace. And then uh Jonathan Saldana was uh, one of our engineers in uh, Porto, Portugal, and uh, he mixed this one.
0: Okay. After the fact, they brought him the recording. Yeah. Uh, oh, we should tell people, why are we in Sydney, New South Wales, Australia?
1: Well... Because we're here to play with the Stooges at the Big Day Out Festival. And we actually got two days here in Sydney, which is they've added the show. And uh, then we go on to play. We've already played uh, uh, Oakland, New Zealand. And we played uh, Gold Coast uh, up there in one of the few parts of uh, Queensland that didn't get flooded. And uh, after here, uh, we're going on to, uh, let's see, uh, Melbourne, Melbourne, Adelaide, and
0: Perth. Right. So we're covering... the Big towns of Australia and New Zealand. Uh, This festival, big day out, this is kind of a deja vu, because we did it five years ago. Yep. Same tell, even. Exactly. (laughs) And in fact, tomorrow... It was Australia Day, and the same thing. I remember, Sydney Geek. Probably at the county fair where we had it last time. That's right. Fairgrounds. So, uh, getting back to uh, your new album, uh, would you say it was your own brainchild?
1: Yeah, I would actually, but... Uh, I had some encouragement from uh, a lot of my friends, uh, including you, if I might say so, to get the work out there and really motivated There's 13 me.
0: tunes, right?
1: Well, yeah, and it's something... And I think
0: four. You're on I four or five eggs. of
1: them, yeah. yeah exactly.
0: But uh, I think people got to understand that it's kind of a, an anthology, different places. It wasn't all done at once. It was same place, different people. So it's the the one common thing I would say is the music and sax of Steve McKay. Yeah,
1: that was kind of my idea to do that, and I had a lot of wonderful
0: help. Uh, We're going to play track number two now. Oh right, Dead Chevys. Yeah, you want to say something about it? Like, what about this? This baby goes back in your composition.
1: Yeah, this is like uh, what did you say? Early '90s history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, even though I really don't have anything against Chevys themselves, it's sort of a. Uh, and I actually, we actually own two of them at my house, but uh, it's sort of an allegory uh, of the United States as a car.
0: You wrote it in the early '90s.
1: Yeah. The Bay Area. Yeah, during the first Gulf War. Yeah. And uh, but we just recorded it uh, because all these are, are, are very recent recordings on this, yeah. even if the songs themselves are old compositions. This was recorded this uh, May, and I'm uh, backed up by uh, my buddies, the third Thursday band.
0: We're talking eight months ago,
1: yeah. And this is who I play with when I'm at home in yeah. the Pacifica and San Francisco area, and uh, so we've got a wonderful uh wonderful great rock band there. We play all kinds of covers and stuff, and they're also kind enough to do a few of my songs. Okay, let's play it for them.
2: Off the line in 69 the flagship of a fleet Your destiny A daily drive town, safe Suburban streets With your rich road Decent
3: chromium And solid U.S. Steel Somewhere a war was going
2: It kept pulling to the right And you guzzled up You gotta wait in line You're unemployed You're
3: paranoid But but we say we're doing fine You put barbed wire around your house It's been a while since I've seen you smile. Now you've come back again. Came into But that you beautiful, life Wasn't for you and you weren't for me Baby, 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 bitch Please slip back into your sound. Someone else People say how beautiful How sweet and how kind You're perfect You've got nothing to hide But i for one Seen the sun And the bitch that you've Locked up inside Bad and got angry, started hating myself I wrote birthday boy for you, babe Now I'm skinny and sick and I'm paranoid Without a cent to my name As home, those beauty I sing.
0: from Pedro Show. Uh, We just heard there a couple Auckland bands. Auckland, New Zealand. The North Island. Big town. Uh, That was Throw a Fit by Die, Die, Die. And before that we heard Baby Bitch by Joseph. And of course starting off the chunk of music there it was uh, the second track off uh, Steve McKay's new album. Um, Steve, you want to talk about uh, who played on that?
1: Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, Thursday Band, and that's uh, Mike Dingle on the vocals and Mike McKevitt on the guitar, Andy Henning on the bass and vocals, and Bruce Schlesinger on the drums, and uh, myself singing some of the background and the saxophone. When did you record it? Uh, And and trading off with Dingle for the vocals. We recorded that at a place, two different studios, uh, Radical Sound and Mission Bells Studio in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And it was engineered by Charles Gonzalez. And uh, it was mixed by uh, our friend uh, Kamilski in France. And then he added... uh, some mastering in Brussels by Frederick Allstadt and Nico Esterly.
0: and uh, well they ended up doing the whole disc right
1: yeah and then, and so i can get their names in now because they're the
0: they're the <laughs> master the. well the, the the thing was for you folks out there since there is a lot of different sources for this material they they kind of united it to make it one album yeah so they exactly. were, they were very key people involved absolutely after the fact but they kind of uh, cemented it I like it the way uh, it comes from different places, but it could have been jumping all over the place dynamically without yeah, their help. No, with the and,
1: master, and, and I, that's that's something where I, I really did need their help for that. So I'm
0: now uh, these Auckland bands. Uh, the night before we played the gig there, it was actually the first big day up uh, gig of this festival. Uh, I was brought over to uh, Mark Rutledge's warehouse. He's converted over to a pad, and uh, he had a bunch of his friends there young people I visited with. He wanted pictures of me because he wants... To, he's already painted one portrait of me, but this time he wants my face. Oh, my the face. one of
1: your hands, which is just my beautiful. Base.
0: Yeah, because yeah, Brother Steve's conked at my pad before, and I got it on the wall in the living room. And, yeah, it is <laughs> incredible Brilliant, piece. yeah. And Mark Rutledge, quite a talented man there. And uh, I have to say it was... I mean, they were very nice to me, but I was I was tripped out because I, I was asked something that I'd never really been asked before. I was asked... Now, these people... Mark knew about this stuff, and he's probably the oldest one at 29. But I was asked by somebody about... Who told me I was the age of their ma. Uh, why was punk never judged? Why has it always been known as a great music? And I had never heard this because in the older days, punk was very much judged and uh, most people (laughs) hated it so this was a new perspective which can only happen probably because time passes and things happen way beyond uh, anybody's control it becomes part of the thing but it was something I would have never even contemplated back in the old days so that was kind of trippy and it, it was kind of like an innocent thing it wasn't a jaded thing or anything it wasn't Trying to be mean or weird—it was just you could tell. That's where they were coming from. That's all they knew, and I didn't want to let them down. And just say, "Yeah, it was." You took a lot of grief for being punk, but it (laughs) was—that was the reality. It's—it's—it was—it was was just ironic, a little funny. Oh yeah. That you can have your life experiences, and then people—you know—time goes on, and younger people come on board, and they can share different experiences. It was a trip uh so um there was some music from uh people actually one of the cats who was there actually uh started singing with a guitar uh he did the wing cover there so um track number three now from your new album brother steve
1: okay this is uh, something that
0: you see this fairy coming in what do you notice about that fairy
1: It's got a bow at both
0: ends, <laughs> so they don't have to turn it around. That's great. The Staten Island ones are like that.
1: That's it. Reminded me of a Staten Island
0: ferry, except they're orange. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's
0: but yeah, you don't have to turn this baby around. It's like they cut two boats in half and just glued their bows together. <laughs> okay, uh, two number three.
1: All right, it's a, called Expatriate, and that's a, a reworking of a song that was on my first solo album called, uh, En Voyage, but this is a, uh, newer version, and It's
0: still, a, like an early 90s composition?
1: It's a, yeah, and it's, it's a, once again, no, this is actually was, uh... Late 80s? Mmm, actually, maybe even mid-80s, when okay. I, about Violent Femmes time, when I was with them. Okay. Uh, yeah, and, uh, anyhow, uh... We've got you, Mike Watt, on the bass, and we've got uh, me on sax and vocals, and uh, a fellow named Damien Renault, if that sounds French, it's because the thing was recorded in France, in Eze. Very close to Aze, Monaco. Eze, France, E-Z-E, France. Right, very
0: close to Monaco. Very You're close to, to Monaco, two.
1: yep. And uh, we did that last July when we were there with the Stooges uh, yeah. to play for the Prince, and uh the Kamilski's listed on guitar he's also known as Kundahola and he's a he's he's is a is on several of the cuts on this album as well just like you are Mike and uh, we just uh, basically learned the song on the spot and uh, there's actually a video of this if you went to my Facebook and you let back into my video links, uh the, the, it's, it's the, pretty much the same performance with a you know, more you know, basic You uh, uh
0: your webpage, Steve McKay net. Or uh, no, org. I'm sorry. Yeah. Steve org. Does it have a link to your Facebook page there?
1: I'm not sure if it does or not. Hmm. If you just go to Facebook and, and use my name, I don't I don't have an alias or anything. Yeah,
0: so search for Steve McKay and there's a, a video of this here. We're gonna listen to it right now
4: great i've
3: worn out my shoes i'm yesterday
1: I know I talk real funny But I love to spend my money And the people I have met They don't really know me
3: yet hey! I once had a home My own tell. In the park in the cafe every night and every day,
1: and where the
3: bowens blow, that is where I'm gonna go. To come home.
1: Yesterday's news Now I can be found Just hanging around And I know I talk real funny But I love to spend my money And the people I have met
3: They don't really know me yet But one day I'll be gone I will have to travel on There's just one thing I know I can never love that way
0: Pedro Show. Started that off with uh, track number three from Brother Steve's new album called Expatriate. Then we heard uh, a band called uh, Red Bacteria Vacuum, I think originally Osaka, but now living in, or a couple of them were, Tokyo. I saw them at the Gold Coast gig on the Lily, Lily Land stage, I think Lily it was called. World, I Lily World, Lily World, yeah, sorry. Which was a a hike especially with my knee still people I'm not on crutches anymore but I'm still yeah don't enroll me in the next marathon yet because it's still slow go and then, in fact there was some hazards because there was mud and stuff And but I made it there and I made it back. Well that mud was a special kind of mud wasn't it <laughs> yeah <laughs> well,
1: yeah which is to say it wasn't from yeah. the rain yeah <laughs> Beer was one of the elements.
0: Right. And probably some kidney-filtered beer.
1: Yeah, and then that as well.
0: Okay, but anyway, that, that tune was called Why. Maybe <laughs> that's a statement on the whole experience there. Though like, the answer ain't too difficult. I think you cannot buy beer. I think you can only Remed. rent it. That's right. Right, right. And then we heard something from England, a band called Now, doing Is, not Does. Interesting title. Is not does something, uh, yeah. I guess f- noun versus verb, right? Maybe I don't know. It's a uh, instrumental. You've done this before, right? Instrumentals, but the, so the title is very strong, it ends up being the only lyric.
1: Well, if it's an instrumental, yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think we're about to listen to one like that now from yeah. me.
0: Oh, but still, uh, a little bit about expatriate. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, where, where did it come from? Uh, obviously you spent some time living overseas.
1: Yeah, that was basically, uh, I would say, yeah, I wrote, I wrote it when I was pretty much lived out of a suitcase and mostly, in you know, in Europe, uh, for late, the later part of 1983. And, uh, most of 1984. And then during that what time... What lands? Uh, France,
0: I was, France uh, and Holland,
1: right? Mostly France and Holland, but then uh, uh, that was when uh, the violent films picked me up when I was living in Amsterdam and I joined the group at that point and then I did American tourists with them. And then we come back and we do Europe and we you know play a lot of Germany and France and uh, United Kingdom and stuff.
0: Uh, interesting re- uh, reu- reunion of sorts and you come down to practice with this new version of uh, Stooges with James Williamson it was actually one of these cats you played with in Holland.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, Rex Reason. That's right, Isn't yeah, that yeah. A
0: trippy loop and it's from this period, right, this expatriate?
1: Yeah, that's true, that's true, Yep. Now he's a he actually ended up... Uh,
0: Repatriated.
1: Yeah, as head of the math department at San Pedro High School. Yeah. And later on at Venice yeah. High School.
0: But in these days of yore, he was, he was, a, was an expatriate in Holland along yep, with Michelin Exactly. Park. Is it a trippy, the journey? A life journey? Not, not, if, if in fact, anybody, while we were doing the pracs, because this man lives on the west side. Marina del Rey. Yeah. Brother Steve Compt with him. So it was like the total circle. Isn't that trippy? That's right. Okay, uh, this studio, I can add something about this too, because I was there on the base. In fact, uh, uh, yeah, it, it was in a kind of hillside right off the highway, very kind of scenic place, I mean... Monaco is just a one-town country, not a poor one though. When you say that, it doesn't mean poor. <laughs> it means it's just one town. But it's it's on rocks, right on the Mediterranean, right there in between Italy and France. And uh, we were just over the border on the French side in this town, Asa, like you said. And that was actually
1: closer to Nice. The the, 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 the a was yeah. It's on the east, uh, yeah, the west
0: side, rather. Right. The other side would have been Italy. Yeah. But. Uh, you could, from the yard outside the studio hatch, you could just see all this vista. It was pretty incredible. You could see the city country of Monaco, or principality, I guess they call it. You could see it right from here. It was very scenic. Right. And then the people run in the uh, studio. God, I can't remember the name of the studio, but they're very nice people. Death Lab. That's right, the Death Lab. Death Lab.
1: Deaf Lab. And the engineer was uh, David R. G.
0: Yeah, yeah. All good people. And uh yeah, it was a very fun time. I think at the end with there we had some pizza. If I remember correct. I think you're right, yeah. Uh but it was a it was a fun a fun time for me. Now uh two number four here. The
1: vacuum does exist? Yeah. Wanna tell us something about this? Sure. Um
0: well, just first off,
1: when was it written? This was another kind of improvised thing, mm-hmm. and uh, from when? This this is from November uh, two thousand and nine, and it was uh, part of uh, one of the broadcasts from uh, KFJC radio station in Los Altos Hills, California. Yeah, kind of near where you live at Foothill Junior College. Mm-hmm. And it's another kind of a radon thing. And I think actually uh, Scott Neidegger had come into town with uh, uh, Saqqara, his band. Yeah. And then uh, also we got...
0: Uh, yeah, we'll talk some more about it. Let's hear it first. All right. What <laughs> okay. from Pedro show.
2: Mnogo ljudi ne zna, mnogo ljudi ne zna, dožive tutu radost. Yeah
0: For Pedro show, we heard uh, something uh, Disciplina Kichba with a tune called Zashto uh, from Belgrade, and before that, uh, Worker Bee with Lip Service. And uh, they're actually from San Jose, oh, okay, which is not too far from you. actually, very close to James Williamson and the helper man Derek.
1: Yeah, they're basically That's, San Jose area of yeah. people.
0: And of course, we start all off with uh, the vacuum does exist. Uh, does capital
1: letters right? Well, now that's <laughs> that's kind of a, uh, a, a an obscure reference to uh, one of the musicians on this thing. Uh, the, the zither player is a guy named Travis McAllister, and he was part of a group called Nkwakwam Vacuum. Yeah out of Portland who is another bunch of radon affiliates that I have uh, played with and SMEGMA. And well they're we we did shared bills with, with, with them and, and SMegma. Yeah. Uh but uh Nkwakwam vacuum means the vacuum does not exist right. in Latin. So because I had So this is the antithesis Travis, I I just decided that the vacuum does exist. Yeah,
5: yeah. Great.
1: Yeah. Uh um, and that's uh, and then there's a uh, uh, Sasha Drummer, Sasha. How'd you get that name? Such a drummer. Okay, Sasha Drummer is the drummer for Sakharov. No, not a Ruski. No, he's, he, <laughs> I think his real name's Mike or something. But uh, I'm sorry, I just I never was introduced to by by anything except Sasha. But he's a he's a great drummer, and so we did a little uh, semi acoustic trio there in the studio uh, for uh, broadcast. With, you know, maybe. A section of, of a ten-minute song or something, and that was a lot of fun.
0: Great! Now we're at the end of the first hour, January twenty-five, two thousand eleven. for Pedro show. Hold tight for more. Brother Steve and his new music. Hour two, January twenty-fifth. January 25th, 2011, it's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro Show. from pedro show started the second hour off with something off brother steve mckay's brand new album uh sometimes i like this i talk that's right Right. tongue twister and that was a song for baghdad and after that we heard a uh, ukulele interpretation of a Minuteman song called nature without man and uh Sanford and Song, we're going to credit to that, too, because it's from his uh, YouTube channel. And, uh, in fact, he gives a ukulele treatment to a lot of good tunes here. There's a Thelonious Monk tune, one that's one of my favorite, In Walk Bud. There's a great album called Underground, and it's got lyrics. And they're, they're, they're rapping about the guys in the scene, you know, In Walk Bud, Bud Powell, obviously. And then they got into something, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, let's, Steve, let's uh, hear about the song uh, for Baghdad. I like, it. this is an older composition. Yeah, early '90s, was, first Gulf War.
1: It was. Uh, I I wrote it the the night or the night or recorded it and wrote it the night before uh, we bombed the shit out of Baghdad, uh, which was quite a shock to some of us back in 1991, and uh, I've been doing the song, you know, in various ways ever since then. And uh, originally, uh, you played an earlier version of it, I think, a couple of years ago on one of your shows.
0: I think you were the only one on it. Yeah. You had it was, overdubbed several different keyboards. Uh, yeah, I was keyboard like,
1: and a couple of, yeah, saxophone and saxophones. Saxophones. But this was, this is, a, this is our, our offering for the album from Nashville, even though it's not particularly country uh we did that at uh waterworks uh studio when in uh, uh april 2007 and who's on it um this is what what we would call the radon ensemble this time which is a changeable thing but that's uh, me on tenor sax and uh woman named uh, Deanna Veragona on the baritone sax, and uh, Vinnie Paternostro on tenor sax, Steve Poulton on the guitar, Sam Lohman on the drums, Scott Neidegger's got credited with noise here. Uh, then uh, later on, uh, Kamilski came in on bass and recorded uh, a guy named Len Steinmuller, Lance, uh, on tuba and trumpet, he's from Bavaria, and uh, Kamilsky playing. These the guys p- were
0: not in Nashville, this is no. after the fact. No, yeah,
1: this is after the fact, and then uh, uh, Nico Esterle, one of the mastering guys, uh, is on synthesizer on this as well. And so so, so it was a collective. It, it was an international effort uh, over a period of a couple of years, yeah. yes, indeed.
0: Now this next one, uh, Rue Interdeep. Affiche, Rue
1: interdit d'Affiché, which means "affiche."
0: I'm sorry, yeah. Yeah, my French thing terrible. No,
1: no, that's well, that's all right. That means, and that that means literally the street where it is forbidden to post bills. Yeah, like post no bills. no
0: flyers up here. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, well, that was recorded. Uh, no, but, let, let's hear it first. All right. Yeah, this see. is another one of those uh, uh, interlude kind of things. Yeah. Love Pedro show.
0: For Pedro's show, uh, we just heard something from Japan, uh, from a band called The Great Funny Pant Sound, and a tune called Kanoko Kingdom. And before that, we heard uh, The Street Where You Can't Post Bills.
1: Right. (laughs) Rue enter de duffy shake. Right. Right.
0: Now, who's playing on that?
1: This is actually kind of like uh, a part two of The Vacuum Does Exist, the interlude that came... Previously, so same got, session. Uh, yeah, from from uh, KFJC, and uh, that's so that's me on sax, and uh, Travis McAllister on zither, and Sasha, drummer on the drums. Okay.
0: okay. Now this this next baby, is the prisoner. That's right. Yeah. And, uh, well, what can you tell us about the tune? When was it written?
1: Oh boy, I wrote that. Probably in the sometime in the early '90s, it was just one. I was like, sat in my backyard with an acoustic guitar, and somehow managed to to write down how I was feeling in 15 minutes. It was one of those kind of songs, which yeah. I'm very very pleased to have written, and uh, we've done a wonderful wonderful job on it here. Okay, this is-
6: But still here I must stay I sit here in my lonely cell And watch the world go by Condemned to rage inside this cage Until the day I die
0: watch for Pedro show that was a prisoner Steve mckay uh tell us about uh the recording now and who's on there well this is
1: uh this is a session that uh we did in December of 2007 at a studio called Baldy's Big Toe in Claremont, California. And that's uh, Henry Barnes' uh, studio. He's also known as Amps for Christ. Uh, and uh, it's me on saxes and uh, our friend Kamilski on electric guitar, yourself, Mike Watt, on the bass. Uh, I think
0: Echo Sun witnesses.
1: Yeah, and Echo Sound was there, actually. That's right. And then uh, uh, the... Henry, Henry Barnes is playing the bouzouki and Randy Scarberry's on the drums and we're featuring a fellow named Ipsy Jim on the vocals. And that's basically his Iggy. We can, the truth may be known now. He said, I don't care what you call me. But you can you can call me whatever you want on there. So, some
0: people say Detroit, some say Ann Arbor, but Ig's actually from Ypsilanti. That's right. Truth be known. <laughs> truth be known. Truth be
1: told. <laughs> and uh he, he was kind enough uh, last year to volunteer his vocal services on that, and so with the miracle of, uh, you know, f- file sending sound files through, through the ether, uh, we were able to do this uh, thanks to uh, Mike and Jim together collaborating on that effort.
0: Not in the same room, not in the same month, no. not in the same year. <laughs> That's right. But we end up, Yeah. And then, and then—that's uh, that's really neat the way that can happen these days.
1: Oh yeah, and then, and then Kamilsky ended up mixing, mixing it uh, partially at his uh, his mobile studio out there in the desert in Burns Canyon, California, outside of uh, uh, Yucca Valley, and also uh, at the uh, Saint uh, uh collective in Paris, where he was living for a while and had his. Uh, Is he, that no lead? Yeah, unleaded, exactly. <laughs> you got that recipe. The French that your French is getting good, that's right.
0: Sans <laughs> Plum. It's the unleaded gas. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Ig did such a great job with the, your tune there.
1: Yeah, that's also, we're, we're going to be, uh, there's going to be a uh, a kind of a promotional seven-inch uh, vinyl coming out uh, that's going to have that, uh, it, that and then uh, something from the machine gun Album on the other side, but uh, they're featuring the prisoner on uh, on my side of the of the. Scene. Now,
0: uh, this next one's got another French title, another it, street. It's a Portuguese title. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Right. Rua instead Rua of rue. Rua, Rua
1: Afiashá ou Proibida, which also means street of post no bills, but. The, the in sto- Portuguese. Yeah, but the story behind that was me and Scott Niediger were in Porto one day and we were trying to find a place. And usually the street names are put on the corners of buildings. Yeah, right. And in side. this particular area, it said uh, Aficial Proibida." Yeah. And 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 it said because we're looking for what street it is. oh this is, this is not the street of post no bills. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's uh, that's uh, what also got some. Uh, parts of the Nashville version of Lament, extra tracks in there, and it's from New York and Porto and, you know, another one of the uh, interlude kind of songs. Right, right.
0: Okay, let's listen to it right now. Watch the Pedro Show. Pedro Show. Uh, You just heard, um, yeah, Song for Mike Watt (laughs) by a band called ATS. Uh, I was, uh, uh, yeah, given this. uh, I guess it's in my honor. Much thanks. Uh, Before that, we heard uh, uh, Brother Steve with Rua (inaudible) Afita Shau because the, the Portuguese thing. You know. Proibida. Yeah. Prohibida. So it's kind of like the Portuguese flip side of... Uh, Post-Nobiles. The inter, <laughs> the,
1: but the other interlude. Rue an or de da fiché, exactly.
0: Now, uh, we're coming up on the next like non-interlude full tune of your album. It's uh, called The Limit for the... Leaving? leaving of the Isle of Lewis. Lewis, right. Yeah. And it sounds like uh, even the title has kind of a, a heaviness to it. Whenever you hear the word lament, maybe.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a, and that's a kind of a traditional Scottish thing as far as a tie. A tie it was, like right. we call it a blues, maybe. Right. We call right, it a, right. a lament.
0: But you have uh, people.
1: Yeah, they, uh, they got a bunch of Mackays out there in the Hebrides on the Isle of Lewis. Yeah. And you did a visit. And I did a visit and found out I was related to the whole island. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah.
1: Pretty much, I mean, it's like you know, Steve. I'd like you to meet your fourth cousin. It was like, you now that was, and that that was inspired by a, a, my visit to the Isle of Lewis in 1984.
0: Right, and you you never were back.
1: I haven't been back yet. I really, I want to really go next summer, perhaps. Oh wow! I like Patty. Yeah, bring Patricia. Right. That's
0: right. Okay, let's listen to it now. for pedro show uh what did we just hear
1: brother steve that was a lament for the leaving of the isle of lewis
0: yeah and you told us the story about what went into writing it but now how was it captured
1: well it's it's actually the the the, my great-grandparents came from the isle of lewis and so this is about kind of their story but uh Well, uh, once again, this is another track that you're on with me, Mike, and uh, you introduced me to these fellows uh, back in, oh, it was 2007, I think, uh, initially, and we did some recording with them. They're called Estelle.
0: Estelle, Estelle, Dublin band.
1: E-S-T-E-L, and it turns out that word means hope in Gaelic or in Irish. Ah. Patricia told me this. She found out from Sarah.
0: Yeah, they, I met them because they opened up for me when I did the second opera, at Whelan's Dublin, in two thousand five. So we come to town. We had some time.
1: Well, then yes, we the, the first the first session that we did, which which they came came out at an EP, was, right. was only like about what four songs, about two hours in the studio.
0: But this one was actually five because we did Stooges cover too. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> And the four were named after uh, the gospel writers: Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Right. right, and that was a couple hours in between, you know, chowing for breakfast and going to the airport. Yeah, it's in a horse stable. We made a return the next year to the same studio, but we had a whole day.
1: Yeah, and that was, and that's when this was recorded, and that's uh, so Estelle is. Uh, well, it's... Uh, Bushy on the drums. Uh, 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 Andrew Bush on the drums, yeah. and Sarah Sheil on the keyboards, yeah. Stephen Anderson, otherwise known as Andy, on guitar, yeah. and Tommy O'Sullivan on the guitar.
0: And he actually recorded it also.
1: And he, uh, he engineered it, yes, exactly. And, and I think, and he, and he did the mix on it too, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Angus McAvoy on the guitar, although he's normally their bass player. Right. And then you, Mike Watt, on bass, and me on saxophone. And,
0: uh, no, I think Andy's normally the bass player and Angus was the newer guy that wasn't with the. Oh no, the no, session. that's
1: Angus. Angus is, it was the second guitar player and yeah. he's, he is no longer with them. He went off to music school in Belfast. Is that right? Yeah. But he, okay. uh, I, I had the pleasure of being able to play a, a, a mini Irish tour with them just this past summer. Patricia right. came over and, and we uh, had a wonderful time and, and saw the country and, and played uh, a couple, three really good shows and so anyhow yeah that's a, and they uh, when we were putting this album together I was getting in touch with them when I was I was in Portugal and getting you know getting on the horn to them saying where's the mix and, and they they f- sent the sound files in to Jonathan in Portugal and this is their take on the song so it, uh, in a lot of ways it's kind of reminiscent of like Sister Ray or something it's yeah that real kind of a you know it, it, it it's 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 not, it's not that pretty, but it, it it's done the way that these guys play so wonderfully.
0: Yeah, and you too. I agree. Two. I agree. Uh, because uh, the Estelle they have they have their own style. and So when we came in there to play with them, it was like a merging. Uh, they gave us much respect, for very kind to us, but mm-hmm. they didn't surrender their own. Uh, your unique personalities, which I thought was beautiful.
1: No, that's what, and that's why, that's why I like their version of this particular song, because I've got, you know, uh, more, we, we actually did this, uh, I did that song with them this last summer.
0: On tour? Yeah. Great. Now the plan is, that EP we did the year before, this, and then we got an album's worth of material. It wasn't just the lament for the Isle of Lewis, we... We got all kinds that day. We got an album with, and we're going to put them all together and release it all as a CD. Yes. And, uh, yeah, Estelle, Steve McKay, myself.
6: Ah uh, Yo! Oh yeah, sipping that commonese Niman! Tastes like a cheap hookah on Monday night. Bitchin' like just a timber leg like on clocks. It's sucking my sack like your ears. Occasionally I tell stuck, it to stop, but just uh keep talking bitching. Motherfucker! Uh. Motherfucker! Uh. Motherfucker! Uh. Motherfucker!
4: No prostitutes. I also...
3: A beer made a sandwich and communism was born. But then he realized that he didn't want tomatoes on the sandwich, but he had already made it. So he took the tomatoes and cut the halves in halves. Then he just gave them away anyway. So every turkey dinner was abolished for eternity. And the people of the Russian steap business got fucked in the face. Roar! And they got so hungry that they started eating tuna sandwiches. You fuck that's bro. So now I'm
0: Young US people called the Pokemon, the Pokemon, doing Communist Lemonade. And uh, we're in the, the end of the second hour of the January 25th, 2011. What from Pedro show? 2011, 2011. Have you, you started saying 2011 yet? Yeah. You have? Okay.
1: Uh, uh, so I started in 2010. Okay.
0: Yeah, it was very no. awkward before that.
2: Yeah.
0: The odds, The odds, right. <laughs> okay. Um, remote broadcast from Sydney, uh, New South Wales, Australia. Hold tight for hour three. January 25th, 2011. It's the third hour of the Watt from Pedro show. And surprise, everybody. There's a brand new adventure of Jack Flats. Flanders. been uh, quite a while now, but Meatball Fulton back uh, at the uh, controls of creating another mind movie to run through your head and hopefully uh, widen it up some. This is called the Steam Dreamers of Inverness. And we're going to play you part one here. Seven more parts after. So uh, fasten your seatbelts because we're about to float.
7: Once again, we return to that old mansion on the hill overlooking the Bay of Inverness. Its windows are like a thousand eyes turned inward, and its doors, hinged on time, open into endless space.
5: So, here's where it all began. I sometimes wonder. Is this where it all will end? Art, why does the old place seem so colorless?
8: Oh, time washes away color. Mm. But it appears so so lonely. Well, there's no one here now but me.
5: Yeah. I wonder what I should do with Inverness.
8: You're going to put up for sale?
5: I I, I should do something, huh?
8: Well, you ever consider bed and breakfast? (laughs) Yeah, right.
5: I can see myself sitting in a rocking chair telling the guests about all of my thrilling adventures.
8: <laughs> you may have to censor it a bit.
5: <laughs> Art, my adventures weren't that thrilling.
8: Uh, you've known a few hot ones in your life. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I'll let that pass.
5: The place seems so sad, though. Well, yeah, it feels like home to me. Well, what do you do for entertainment? Uh,
8: I read a
5: lot. Oh, right. Auntie Giles had quite a library. Hmm. I remember Inverness as being so magical.
8: Well, maybe it's just the way you're seeing it now.
5: Tell me, that fourth tower,
8: you ever see it? No. Never? No, nope, not anymore. This place changed my life. Yeah, it changed a lot of lives. Here's the library. Oh, wow certainly are a lot of old books. Hey, what's that over there? I found that up in the attic. Hmm, it's nice wood. It's mahogany? Hmm. Mm, looks very Victorian. Yeah, just like the rest of Inverness. It must be some sort of a, a viewing device, huh? It has these glass slides. They slip in here and here.
5: Hmm. You know, this reminds me of a a stereoscope.
8: Well, that's kind of what it is. Really? Uh,
5: But a stereoscope you hold in your hand. This looks more like a projector.
8: Yeah, that's right.
5: I assume this handle does something?
8: Yeah, you crank on it.
5: (laughs) It reminds me of an organ grinder's box.
8: Well, you don't need a monkey. Now close the drapes over there and I'll show you.
5: Okay, but um, don't we need a screen or something?
8: No, all you need is the dark.
5: You know, if this were a stereoscopic projector, there would be a 3-D image, right?
8: Jack, you're feeling pretty sharp today.
5: (laughs) But does it actually create the illusion of depth?
8: Well, that's where your crank comes in here. Mm. Where's that light coming from? There's a little generator inside. It's about the size of your fist. With one hand, you crank, and the other, you line up the plates there. Can you see that? It does
5: appear to be an early, almost like a holographic image.
8: Look at that photo. Does that look familiar? Of course. It's Inverness. Are you sure about that?
5: It's a photo that was probably taken sometime in the late 1800s. Keep looking. Wait a minute. What's that down there? Is that smoke? Are those factories? I don't get it. I mean, we're seeing the same mansion, but but below, in the valley. There were never factories around here.
8: Now look up there.
5: What? The, the sky?
8: Well,
5: yeah. Looks gray and dingy from smoke. Is that a dirigible? Blink? Is there a football game going on?
8: You don't see good here, do you? <laughs> I wonder how they did that.
5: It probably predates Photoshop by about 150 years.
8: <sighs> so, what do you think? Well, I, w- I want to see more. These are the only slides I could find. Wow, well, this is a neat
5: little device. You know, it's the sort of thing Dr. Mazzullo would have loved...
8: Whatever happened to Missoula? Well, after your aunt passed, he stayed on for a bit, and then one day he just up and was gone.
5: Hmm. Is his lab still here?
8: Yep, it's still down there.
5: Including his his alchemy stuff? The, the apparatuses?
8: Some of it, yeah.
5: Well, Inverness. I just can't believe I'm back. You
8: going to be staying around for a bit?
5: I hope so. But uh,
8: right now I I have a couple of
5: calls to make. Mojo. Jack, what's up? How'd you like to come to Inverness? You giving a party? (laughs) That's not what I had in mind. Seen any uh, dragons up there? None today. Unicorns? The only mythical thing I've seen is old art. Old far-seeing art? Yeah. I doubt he can see that far anymore. So what have you been up to? Ah, I've been reading. Oh, yeah? Fiction? One of the classics. The Bible. Good book. And what's brought on this burst of religious fervor?
6: (laughs)
7: Curiosity.
5: (laughs) Do you have some words of wisdom to dispense or dispel? You know, the Bible tells of only one incident that happened when Jesus was about 12 years old. That's when he went to the temple and argued with the rabbi. Hmm. And that's the only one. After that, there's no mention of Jesus for the next 18 years. Fascinating. He simply disappeared from Israel. Well, I heard he went to India. He doesn't show up again in the Bible until he's 30 years old. And then his ministry only lasted
8: three years.
5: You mean he did everything in just three years? Only three years. And he was crucified. Three years. And he changed civilization. Amazing. That's less time than we spent in high school. (laughs) So what was he doing in those 18 years he was away? Well, they say that in Tibet there are books that tell everything about those 18 years. You know that for a fact? Well, like you, that's what I heard. Well, he went somewhere. One of the reasons why Jesus couldn't be accepted by the Jews was because he brought back something so strange, something so alien, It was just too
7: different than what they believed in. Really? The Jewish guy was a jealous guy.
8: He said,
5: if you don't obey me, you will be destroyed. (laughs) Jehovah could be a little heavy-handed in the smite department.
8: Yeah. The
5: Old Testament said, an eye for an eye. But Jesus said, turn your other cheek. The old Jehovah, he can't love his enemies, so why should man? But Jesus said, love your enemies as yourself. You know, Mojo, this is sounding very Buddhist. That's right. Jesus said, accept evil. Don't resist it. Don't fight with it. Don't be angry with it. Absorb it. Because evil can be transformed into good. So, so Mojo, you're saying what he learned in India helped form Christianity? India is where the Buddha was born. Buddhism was practiced long
2: before Jesus' time.
5: And that's what he learned in those 18 years that he was away? Well, that's what they say. (laughs) Why is that funny? Because they might also say the heart
7: of
8: Christianity
7: is really
5: Buddhism. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they might be right. Hello? Claudine, it's Jack.
9: Are you settled in?
5: Sort of. Mojo's here now.
9: Oh, tell him I said hi.
5: How are things in Montreal?
9: Oh, wonderful. And how is Inverness?
5: Well, it's it's pretty quiet.
9: Hmm. You're calling because you want me to visit?
5: Well, yes. Can you? Ah, of course. When? Soon. Salut. Yeah, but, but when? What? Hello?
7: The next morning, Jack and Mojo enter Dr. Mizzoula's laboratory.
5: Man, look at all this old stuff. Well, Dr. Mizzoula was an alchemist, or so he claimed. Did he ever publish? Like where? The Journal of Alchemistical Studies? Is there such a thing? <laughs> Beats me. Oh, look. Beakers. Glass tubes. Strange brass devices. Here's a big old tube-driven radio console. Yeah, that's what they used to call talking furniture. Now we have talking books. Hey, this is interesting. It's a map of Inverness. That's a map? Yeah. Look, it, it has overlays. Here's the mansion. Uh, not, not just the rooms, but the passageways within the hollow walls. wow. Your mansion's got a lot of hollow walls. there's some I've never even seen. Uh, what's this room? I don't know. Can you read the lettering? Yeah, sure is tiny. It looks like... Hmm? steam ...dreams. What's that? Oh, Joe, I have no idea. It's a room next to the library. Well, that's not possible. Are these supposed to be chairs? Why are they in a circle? Well, there's an alcove in the library, but it's hardly bigger than a phone booth. Do you think there's a room within the walls? I don't see how that's possible. And where's the door? Look at this. What are these? Pipes? Mm-hmm. They go down into the cellar. And and what is that? Oh, that that's an old boiler. A furnace? Oh, it's ancient. I, I've never used it. You see this? See how these pipes are connected to the room above? Steam pipes. (laughs) Maybe there's a steam calliope. I'd like to hear that. Why is it called
7: Steam Dreams? Jack and Mojo return to the library.
5: This is the alcove. Hmm.
7: The wall sounds solid.
5: Yeah, it's oak paneling.
7: Hmm. Nothing sounds hollow behind it.
5: Yeah, no sliding panel, no latch, no keyhole. Uh, It can't be a door. You think this is one of those
7: trick walls?
5: What are you talking about? You know how you push on a wall of books and it swings around like in the old Abbott and Costello movies? Oh, yeah. I think I would have known about that. I bet they hid it here somewhere. But
7: why hide it?
5: They wanted to keep it a secret. Yeah, but why? That's what
7: I want to know. That afternoon, Claudine arrives. Jack gives her a tour of the mansion.
9: There are so many rooms. Do you ever get lost?
7: (laughs) All the
5: time. Really? Uh, But that's because the rooms keep changing. They do? Yeah, they take on different shapes. Sometimes they change places. Yesterday, the study was where we're standing right now. Today, it's on the other side of the house.
9: Fascinating.
5: I never know where the kitchen is.
9: That sounds very serious.
5: Oh, it is. And even though there are three towers, sometimes there's a fourth tower.
9: And what?
5: There's an old jukebox that plays a haunting song from out of the 50s.
9: Angel Baby.
5: Did I tell you about this?
9: By Rosie in the Originals.
5: Yes, that's the one.
9: I love that song.
5: Well... If you ever hear it, watch yourself.
9: And where is the jukebox?
5: No one knows.
9: Well, maybe it's a mystery you should solve.
5: Maybe it's best that I never do. Why? It could be the end.
9: Jack, ever since you've told me about Inverness, I've wanted to see it. It's had quite an effect on you. You know, without Inverness, your life may have been a little bit more ordinary.
5: I'm not so sure about that.
9: (laughs) Well, I want to freshen up. You can give me the rest of the tour tomorrow. Right now, I want to take a nice, long, warm bath.
7: So, while Claudine is freshening up, something that will probably take at least the next hour or two, Jack and Mojo descend into the cellar.
5: Mojo, the furnace is over here. Oh, man! That's
7: some monster.
5: Yeah. It's right out of the Victorian age of coal and cast iron. (laughs) Looks like that thing ought to have wheels. Why's that? You fire that baby up and I bet it could go chug it on out of here. (laughs) I always thought this was the furnace they used for heating the house back in the day. The pipes go over to the foundation and then they just go straight up. Yeah, it was never part of the main heating system.
7: Uh, What's above us?
5: The library.
7: Over there? You got two or more furnaces.
5: Yeah, they're fuel oil. They actually heat the house. This monster is just an old coal burner. You have coal? Well, I have a coal bin, but no coal. Why? I thought we could stoke it up and see where the steam comes out. I think I better count my fire extinguishers first. <laughs> Man, this cast iron has got some fancy designs on it. There's even angels with trumpets. I would expect for a furnace, devils would be more appropriate, huh? It ought to be in a steam museum. Where do these pipes go? That's what I want to know. Maybe
7: they go up to the land of steamy dreamin'. Jack and Mojo return to the library. Once again, they search the alcove.
5: It is possible there's a hollow wall behind these books, but... Certainly not a room. There's just no room. (laughs) No room for a room? Exactly. What's on the next floor? A bedroom. What about the third floor? A storage area. Uh, What's
7: in it? Junk. Let's check it out. They enter the storage room. There are trunks filled with old clothes, overstuffed chairs, tables, bed springs, dressers, and even... A Horsehair Mattress Man, it looks like your aunt never threw anything away
5: (laughs) This is a good mattress It's firm Did you bring a flashlight? I did There As far as the eye can see Just old stuff
7: Man, that goes way on back
5: there We're in a jungle of junk you got any loose change Why? I want to throw something You'll never see it again. Come on, brother. You can spare time. Uh, here. Have a quarter. Keep the light shining back there.
7: I want to see where your
5: money goes. It bounced back. Huh. Here. Have another.
7: <laughs> I like throwing
5: your money away. What's it hitting? It keeps bouncing off something. Let's see if I can crawl back there. Oh, God. It's impossible. A- possible to to climb over all, all this junk. Maybe it's an invisible wall? I see what it
8: is. It's a
5: diorama. A what? A diorama. You mean like in museums? It creates the illusion of depth. A diorama made out of junk? It appears as though the junk extends on back there, but but it doesn't. Now,
8: why would they want
7: to go through all that effort?
5: Because there's something back here.
7: It's now early evening. A storm is brewing. Claudine and Mojo are sitting out on the patio.
9: Mojo tells me you found a diorama. <laughs> you
7: know, it's
5: like out of a natural history museum. Except it doesn't have stuffed zebras grazing on the savannah.
9: Jack? Why is the place called Inverness?
5: Well, the person who built it was a man by the name of Aberdeen Angus McGregor. He modeled it after a mansion he once owned in Inverness, Scotland.
9: Hmm. Is the original back in Scotland?
5: Ah, uh, it no longer exists. Dr. Missoula claimed that Angus McGregor was an alchemist, too.
9: And McGregor also built the Fourth Tower. Hmm.
5: He may have conjured it. Huh. Sounds like we're in for a summer storm. You know... On Dr. Mazula's map, there's a room called Steam Dreams.
9: And you think it's behind the diorama?
5: Something is behind there. We figure there's an entrance somewhere. The map indicates there is a door.
9: Can I see the map?
5: Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll get it.
9: Is it a secret room?
5: <laughs> oh yeah, it's so secret we don't even know where it is. Yeah, it, it's a strange sort of map. Look, it has these these overlays. And, okay, now here is where it is.
9: Oh, I see. And these are the three towers. Yeah, that's right. Hi. Oh, and, and this? This, what is this?
5: That's the north tower.
9: What is in the tower?
5: Just steps that go on up.
9: And at the top? It's a
5: very small room. You've got some hollow walls here. If it's behind that diorama on the third floor, you could get to it from the tower. Through this wall, and right into that room. Yes, but there's only one door in that tower, and that's on the first floor.
9: Let's take a look, all right? Show me the tower.
8: There's the
5: stairwell. Just spirals on up, see? At the top, There's a trap door. You get a nice view from up there? Oh yeah, it's breathtaking. Ah, here we are. Man, you can see a long ways from up here.
9: Hmm, is that the jukebox?
5: Yep, it's the old world, sir. Hmm, it's collected a lot of dust. Mm.
9: These are very strange song titles.
5: (laughs) They're actually little wisdoms.
9: Baba Ramdas?
5: Yep. A lot of his old favorites in here. Oh, it's not plugged in. You got power up here? Beats me. Uh, let's see if this thing will light up.
9: Oh it's so beautiful. Yeah,
5: it is, isn't it? Anyone got a nickel? I think you used up all my change, pal.
9: I have a quarter.
5: Nah, that won't do. That's a Quebec quarter. Uh, oh wait, here. Yeah, I found a dime. Any requests?
9: Hmm. Baba Randas.
5: Alright, so any second requests? Yeah. Bhagavandas. Okay?
3: Where it is, is that we are on the path.
1: And the path is fraught with the most fantastic things. You know, right over the bend is eternal damnation.
3: There are parts that are like a roller coaster. You,
1: know, you just get to a high place where you're able to say Krishna's name with love, and the ego walks behind you and pats you on the back and says,
5: Pretty good.
9: <laughs> He's very funny.
5: Now, here comes Bhagavan.
9: Why are the walls so thick?
5: Hmm? Oh, I guess they wanted to make the towers to last.
9: What are all these marks?
5: Oh, I believe that's when Meanie Eenie was chasing me with a meat cleaver.
9: (laughs) Not really.
5: Yes, really. Hey, I ain't no Vincent Van Gogh and I don't care to look like one either.
9: (laughs) Well, it appears she made quite an impression. (laughs)
5: It actually turned out to be Jives the butler, dressed up as Mean Eni.
9: And how did you escape?
5: Little Frida.
7: But as Jack falls backwards, a wall panel swiftly opens, and in he goes. It closes behind him as the tip of the cleaver smashes through the panel.
3: Quick, down this way.
7: Boy, am I glad to see you, little Frida. Oh, my God. I
5: totally forgot. There is a sliding panel. When Frida grabs. That last cleaver chop almost went right through the paneling. Hmm. Looks like there's a pretty deep chop, chop, right here. Yeah, I bet that's it.
9: Are there steps inside the tower wall?
5: I believe there are. Okay, let's see. Hmm. Ah. Yes, here we are. Uh, you think Meanie Eenie is still in here? I sure hope not. Come on in.
9: Oh Cobwebs.
5: Ugh. Oh man, It's tight in here. Yeah. It just winds on down and around.
9: Oh wait, 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 Jack. Not so fast.
5: I'm afraid the batteries in this flashlight are going.
9: Where is the third floor?
5: I don't know. Uh, maybe down where Mojo is.
9: Mojo, can you feel anything? Uh, I don't know. I can... Whoa! Did you find something?
5: Mojo? Mojo?
9: He was standing right here, but now he's... uh... Oh! Claudine?
7: Oh, great. The batteries on Jack's flashlight have died. He stands there in the dark trying to figure out what happened to Claudine and Mojo.
5: Hmm. Did the tower just eat them both? They can't be in the walls. I'm in the walls, and I can't see a thing. Oh, wait a minute. I have my trusty Zippo here somewhere. Ah, yeah. Now I can see. I can see that I'm alone. Mojo? Claudine? are here. And where is that?
9: But you were standing right here. How did you... Were you asking something, Jack? Uh, (laughs)
5: uh, Never mind. You just got to lean on the right place and it flips you around. Yeah. So, uh, was that a variation on the revolving bookshelves you were looking for? I guess somebody had to put it somewhere.
9: (laughs) Oh, where does this go?
5: Oh, beats me. I just hope we can find our way out.
9: Hold your light up, Jock.
5: What do you see?
9: Oh, here's a strange door. It feels like a... I don't know, stone?
5: Hmm. Yeah, it, it feels like bathroom tile. Really?
9: Man, after all those steps, I
5: could do with a shower.
9: Oh, this is really strange.
5: Oh, wow. Joe. You may have your
9: wish. Look at this floor
5: and the walls, even the ceiling.
9: It's ceramic tile.
5: Now, what is a Roman bath doing on the third floor of my aunt's estate? I don't suppose there's a light switch. Mojo, this was built way before Edison was even born. It's the same as the diagram on the map. Six chairs in a circle.
9: Why in a circle?
5: Maybe it was a book club. Yeah. A secret club. That's for sure. It's like a big bathroom. Or a steam room.
9: Hey, Jack, bring your light over here. Ah, yeah,
5: another door.
9: Shall I open it?
5: No, let's just stand here and slowly die of suspense.
9: Mm. Oh, my God. Jack, come see this.
5: Wow. You got me. What's in there? I I think it's a. uh... I haven't the faintest idea.
9: I gotta see that.
5: Claudine, what do you
9: think? It's a projector?
5: A cast iron movie projector?
9: If this predates electricity, then how did they. Oh, I see. Steam pipes. Steam movies?
5: Hey, right. it's not film. These are glass slides. Man, this thing is loaded with slides,
9: like like a
5: Gatling gun. Yeah. You know, maybe they whirl around and, and create a moving image. Like a zoetrope?
9: What is that?
5: The zoetrope was invented in the early 1800s. There were images on a
9: drum that would spin
5: around. A- and that created the illusion of motion.
9: Hmm, is that what this is?
5: Um... I don't think so. But you're right. It is a projector. Uh,
9: Why are there two lenses? Wait.
5: You know, Mojo, this is like the hand crank stereoscope down in the library. Except this one, you don't crank. Apparently, it runs on Steam.
9: Uh, Is there a screen? Or does it project a, a hologram that people sit in a circle and watch?
5: You know, you could be right. Or maybe they don't sit around it. Maybe they sit in it.
9: What a beautiful machine.
5: Jack, we gotta fire up that old coal burner and see if we can get some steam coming into this thing.
9: Can you still buy coal? Mm, Why not? I wonder what they call this.
5: A steamograph? How about uh, a steamoscope?
9: I think they called it... Steam Dreams.
5: Claudine, the way you say that... It sounds a little like opium dreams
9: maybe it is addictive maybe that's why this has been sealed up and hidden away
4: hmm.
0: watch for Peter show uh that was part one of eight uh Steam Dreamers of Inverness, something brand new from Meatball Fulton and ZBS Media. Uh, wonderful group of uh, artists. You can tell by the voices, it's the same ones going back 40 years. Uh, I think it's amazing. Uh, they could keep going and still be inventiveness with this uh, kind of medium. I've been a fan since I was a, first a teenager when I heard these things. So they're trippy. I'm very, very honored to be able to have them here on the Wat from Pedro Show for you people. Because, uh, yeah... I dig him. Now we're back to uh, Brother Steve McKay's uh, new album, World. Here uh, we got a track coming up called uh, "Lost in the Fog." And uh, I'd, uh, have a, you tell us about that, Brother Steve?
1: Yeah, this is uh, this is a kind of a, a modern reforming of a band called Carnal Kitchen, which uh, be- began about 1968. And it started out with me on the sax and a fellow named Mark Lampert on the drums. And uh, it's had incarnations in uh, Ann Arbor and in San Francisco and uh, took a hiatus for quite a while, but we managed to put it back together again in March of 2009 uh, in Sunset Beach, California. And uh, Mike Watt is the bass player on this one as well. Thank you, Mike. Dick Deluxe on guitar, Jeremy Long on the piano, uh, and, uh, as I said, me on the sax and uh, Marco on the drums, and the engineer was Andrew Nast, and it was recorded at uh, what we decided to call the studio Dick Deluxe World Headquarters, Garage Number no. C Annex. And it's an uh, instrumental version of a ballad that I wrote uh, oh, back in 1982 or something. And, uh, uh, it's a really, really uh, a, a wonderful session.
0: We're going to release. Eighty-two. Now. Were you overseas?
1: No, it was before then. Okay.
0: Yeah. Now this isn't. It, it wasn't a one-off. This is part of a whole album.
1: No, then and, and which which we will release. Yeah. And,
0: and uh, it's and the same core musicians. We do uh, compositions, for brother Steve here, and it's yeah. I can't wait for it to come out, but we we get a taste on this album here. Yeah, I think so. It's a good representation. Uh, okay, let's play it for people. Great. <laughs> For Pedro's Show. Uh You just heard Crystal Knock from the new Steve McKay album. Sometimes. Like this. Like this. I, I talk.
1: Uh,
0: following it right after Lost in the Fog, which he told you about, but I would like him to explain uh, things about Crystal Knock. This is a kind of an older composition that was. Actually, it got really changed because Kamilski really. He, he's very much over this tune. Well, you explain. You can do it better.
1: Well, yeah. No, this is a, a, I, I something I, I played on acoustic guitar. It's you know that sort of a gloomy, paranoid vision of of a future, harkening uh, back to a past, it, like the original Crystal which is uh, back in nineteen what, nineteen thirty-five or something like that. And was, they, they rounded up all the Jews, and in this case, they're going to be rounding up all of us liberal thinkers. But uh, a fantasy, of course. But this was recorded. Uh,
0: I think they called it that because the windows were all getting broke.
1: Yeah, they broke. It was night of the yeah. of the of the of the, of the uh, broken glass.
0: Yeah,
1: exactly. They were breaking all the windows of all the shops.
0: Yeah, very sad, tragic.
1: Uh, this was recorded also in the session that we did in uh, Claremont, California.
0: Yeah, for the prisoner.
1: For the same session as the prisoner, so it's a uh, the same uh, musicians, including once again you, Mike. Yeah. And Kamilski, who is playing electric guitar, Peruvian charango guitar, keyboards, and vocals. Uh, he he sings. He sings a beautiful version of this. I I, I I've uh, he's worked very hard on trying to get this all together. And it's taken a few years to mix this, like three years to, fi- to get it to this f- final version uh, or current version. And so uh, it was uh, had some recording work done on it in v- Richmond, Virginia, and it uh, engineered by Henry Barnes and Barry Conley and uh, mixed by Kamielski at... Track Brack, Burns Canyon, California, and Saint Plum, Paris, Unleaded, 2010. And uh, I like it especially because I get to play a little soprano sax at the end, which I haven't really done that much with, but uh, it was real good. And uh, we just, uh, I'm really, really happy, happy with this song.
0: Now, I got a cop to the my clam. I played a major over a minor part. So that had to be dealt with,
1: <laughs> and I and I thought it was coming from the guitar. So <laughs> I I that I had to be dealt with. And So we finally figured when we finally figured out what it was, it was not a hard thing to fix. And
0: uh... <laughs> oh man, now uh, this next tune here, this is uh, Zombie Chevys.
1: Do you want me to talk about it? Yeah. Oh, okay. This is a, we might call this an extended uh interlude and uh this uh some uh, jonathan our uh, portuguese uh, engineer uh producer uh had some fun with this one he just went ahead and, and, and took uh part of the dead chevy song that we started out the album with yeah and uh he cut he cut out uh, a lot of the of it but he kept me on the sax and he kept uh bruce schlesinger on the drums by the way, i got to point out that Bruce Schlesinger used to play uh, with the Dead Kennedys. yeah, And Mike McKevitt on the guitar and Andy Henning on the bass. And uh, we kind of call that Zombie Chevys because the dead Chevy walks again. Anyhow, uh, it was a lot of fun.
0: <laughs> okay, that's just a yeah. A lot for Pedro's show. from Pedro Show just heard Zombie Chevys and uh, one more tune last tune from uh, Steve McKay's new album uh, Sometimes Like This I Talk Uh, 13 tunes number 13 coming up Stradivarius Cat I think I've played this before from Songs of Yore
1: Yes, you did.
0: It's the same recording, and but I want to play it again because I, number one, I really like it.
1: Well, it's, it also says remastered by Mike Watt here, so <laughs> it's got to be better. And additional processing by Jonathan Saldana. And uh, yeah, I guess we talked about it before, but uh, it was I, one
0: of those remote broadcasts while we were on tour with the Stooges. And I played it, yeah. and what's got? It's got sample.
1: Sample of, of a, a sample of a sample of recorder. Well, the sam- it's not a sample of the cat; it's a recording of the cat.
0: Yeah, but it's a sample. Kind of is a recording.
1: No, but that. Well,
0: you didn't feed that into the machine.
1: No, that what I fed into the machine was a, was a, a plastic recorder with a mm-hmm. kind of flute sound, and that's played on the little Casio. Yeah, right. But then I had a four track, and God bless, God rest his wonderful feline soul, Gato, uh, yeah. was the kind of cat that liked to talk a lot and. If he'd sit there in front of you, and if you just sat there and looked at him the right way and held a microphone in front of him, he would meow. And so we, I did a little bit of editing on him, but pretty much it was, in the, and then and then added him uh, to the music. So right. And uh, he lived to be nineteen. I've got to say that. So.
0: Wow. Yeah. Well, okay. Uh, the only two performers on this track, Steve McKay and Gatto. That's it. From and
1: one of course the re, we have to say why do we call it Stradivarius cat? <laughs> and uh, it was an early morning many years ago the Annie my ex-wife and I were waking up and I don't know if we'd had our coffee yet but the cat freaked out all of a sudden and I looked over it in my morning brain and said God, Gato you're as nervous as Stradivarius cat. And for those of you who didn't figure that one out Uh, they used to make, and sometimes still do, make violin strings out of cat intestines. Cat gut. (laughs) So that's what it's all
7: about. (laughs) Okay, here it is.
3: After calling me, he's eyeing me so cleverly. What does he have in mind? I see a long
1: knife in his hand. The strings he plays on his violin were once a part of my cousin Jim. Now you can
3: see the fix I'm in. I'm Stradivarius Cat. All the cats in Cremona never sing at night. We find we live much longer by staying out of sight. And Cremona dance and laugh with glee, they won't invent a better trap till the 19th century. Well, it's one more time that I got away, but he feeds me well for the price I'll pay, cause he knows I've got the guts to stay on Stradivarius Cry. Kla- time that I got away, but he feeds me well for the price I'll pay cause he knows I've got the guts to stay. I'm Stradivarius Cat!
0: What <laughs> for Pedro Show? i Stradivarius Cat, last two Steve McKay's new album, Sometimes Like This I Talk. Uh, Brother Steve, how can people get this?
1: Well, like a lot of records, it didn't come out exactly when it was supposed to, but it's due to be officially released very soon. And uh, we're doing this, it's on Radon Records, but uh, if you, one were to get in touch with the uh Polyglot Agency or go to P-O-L-Y-G-L-O-T Uh This is um, a promotional uh, company that uh, is a kind of an outgrowth of radon and uh, they're uh, going to uh, make it available and we'll be able to buy it online uh, and uh, Let's see, What well, time to remember the name of, the, of the, the... Hopefully
0: they put the information up at stevemckay.org. Hopefully they will. <laughs> because, and maybe even available through iTunes or something like this. It'd yeah. Be great. Be great. I, I, I'm a big fan. Of course, I'm a big fan of yours, but I, I love this work, too. And I want to thank you so much for being on the show today.
1: Thank you so much, Mike, once again. That's great.
0: I think we'll have a chance maybe to do another show. Uh, before we go home, because we don't go home till the 7th of February. And so maybe in Melbourne, because we've got a few days off there, uh, we can uh, uh, do another show. But th- really, this is an honor for me. Uh, I got to do a whole show about uh, new work, new works, from Brother Steve McKay. And I started off uh, another adventure, Jack Flanner. So uh, thanks again for being my... Uh, very very uh, special guest. Thank
1: you, thank you so very very much for all your help on uh, uh all your all your help uh, with my music and uh helping to you know get it out there. And uh uh we're we're all looking forward to, to getting critical acclaim and uh adding your name to it and Iggy's is not going to hurt. Okay. All right, thanks a lot.
0: No problem. It's been uh, January 25th, 2011. Should have said no problem. It's my honor. <laughs> Watch from Pedro show. Keep your powder dry.